Hello, this is Jennifer Manus with Esoterica, storytelling that goes beyond the extraordinary. Today my story explores part three, the final part of Until Something Better Comes Along. On a Friday afternoon, just before five o'clock, the VP of my department called me into her office where she excitedly shared all the plans she had after attending a strategic planning meeting. She had written up a draft of the next year's schedule, and as I viewed it, my gut clenched. There was no possible way I could continue this pace for another year. Then it hit me. Nobody was looking out for me but me. Nobody cared I was overworked, underappreciated, stressed, and exhausted. I was just a cog in a wheel. They would use me until I burned out, and when the time came, they would replace me with someone else. That time I knew with certainty would come soon. If I stayed in the job, I might end up in a loony bin, or I might run around the complex with a sawed-off shotgun. The fact that this image even entered my imagination told me the time had come to call it quits. Then one day, out of the blue, my mom called to suggest the unthinkable. She'd been worrying over my miserable state, and although she loathed seeing me unemployed, she suggested I quit my job and take some time off. I could put my stuff in storage and stay in our family's house in Maine. My jaw dropped from its hinges. My conservative, security-driven mother was suggesting I quit my job before I found another to replace it. It was the most shocking thing I ever heard. More shocking to me was that I was considering it. The final motivator arrived by way of another phone call, this time from my father. Since I hadn't yet married, he had this wedding fund saved for me. It was saved for me, so I might as well go ahead and use it. This freed me from any financial fears that might have held me back. Indeed, the time had come for me to call it quits. As dedicated as I was, I gave three months' notice. This allowed me time to wrap up some of my projects and to train a replacement. The time went by quickly, and finally the day arrived that I turned in my BlackBerry, my laptop, and my security badge. I said my farewells and was free to create a new life. Later, I discovered that my replacement wasn't enough, so they added two more positions to the department. Somehow, I felt vindicated knowing I was doing the work of three employees. At first, I was so hungover from corporate mind torture that my brain went into a recovery mode. It went directly to sleep or update in progress, refusing to turn itself back on. Frankly, it felt blissful, floating through the days in a fog. I watched ridiculous amounts of reality TV and read countless novels of the crime, mystery, or romance varieties. It was midwinter, so early evenings blessed me that I could eagerly retreat to my bed. I slept at least 12 hours a day. Eventually, my mind recovered and returned to a more active mode. I started participating in life again. I joined the YMCA and attended energizing exercise classes. I made new friends and ventured to discover a surprising amount of fine restaurants in the area. I accepted social invitations and became involved in community fundraising events. I even tried out a church or two. I recalled the vision board I created and realized, in less than a year's time, I had moved to Maine with its pine trees, rocky coastline, lobsters, and seaside cottages. Without realizing it, my vision board was coming to fruition. Everything just fell into place. Of course, there are a few more visions yet to be completed from the vision board. I look forward to meeting the handsome man with the dog, and I just can't wait to see what's on inside of that little box. This is part three, the final of Until Something Better Comes Along. I'm Jennifer Manus for Esoterica. Thanks for listening.